I'll leave you all alone for three weeks while I go on a family road trip. And this is the condition you leave the place in. I told you to watch that fire I hack. It's going to change names, but the game's going to stay the same. I told you to watch the energy grid. I said that these are targets. And now, Colonial Pipeline shut down. Why? Because of the digital thing. And all of a sudden, nobody knows how to move gas anymore. I came home, and in Tennessee, no gas. Almost ran out of it. Well, guess what? I want to talk about tribalism. I'm a little perturbed because of what I see that's going on. Not in the fact that it's happening, but the fact that everyone's so convinced by it's happening and not being a charade. Don't even bother commenting below. Don't even hit that like button. You can subscribe to the channel, that's fine. But don't you dare share this video out. I will not be back with more Waking Infinity News. Okay, I lied. I'm not actually mad at you. Actually, I think what's happening right now is a sign of the times that's perfect to make the point here. And the point that I want to make after coming back from a three-week road trip with my family to some of the most magical places in the world, the Redwoods, Soquel, California, all the way to Lake Tahoe, and then all the way to Boulder, Colorado. Man, we went everywhere. And when we got back to Tennessee, it was just a rumor states without gas long lines at the gas stations guess what i got to tennessee no lines none i didn't realize that every single gas station had a bag over the pump none of them actually had gas and the following day i go running out and i almost ran out of gas because by the time i started paying attention i listened to i guess a tim pool clip or something like that and he was talking about gas shortages and yada yada and i was like huh my tank gets kind of low, might as well pull over right here. I did, no gas. I went to the next one, no gas. Next one, no gas. I did that seven times, no gas anywhere. So I went home, I talked to my wife about it. We put our thinking caps on and we said, let's go to bed. We did. We woke up the next morning, there was gas. So you're welcome. My wife and I figured this whole debacle out for everyone. No, actually what happened was a cybersecurity hack by a group called the Dark Side. Now the Dark Side was supposedly responsible for the attack and they even said they're shutting down their operations because they felt guilt for how much disruption that cyber attack caused. They used ransomware and they held this digital infrastructure of the colonial pipelines hostage. According to Tim Pool, when the company said they refused to pay these terrorists, that was the public side of the story. But within hours of the attack, they secretly paid close to $5 million in cryptocurrency. And that was well before the story started coming out that they're not going to side with terrorists and yada, yada, yada. They simply lied to the press, maybe not to have some kind of a panic go out. Now, reports are saying that it was the Russians. Not the Russian government, though. Very, very important distinction. It was just the Russian people. But still, this is how we get into our tribalism. How do we drive ourselves deeper into our American tribalism? You blame the Russians or China or the Middle East or something like that, and we'll typically see ourselves as the one group and the others as the others. And that's how you really 
solidify that tribal bond, that bond, that oxytocin that makes you want to hold your lover. But interestingly, Jamie Wheel from the recent book, Recapture the Rapture, which was amazing. I listened to it the entire way home on this road trip. He's talking about how oxytocin is that love hormone. It makes you want to bond, but it is also the thing that will make you ferocious to protect your tribe, meaning you will curb stomp the neighbor before you let anybody even give a sour look to somebody you love. Oxytocin isn't all love. Sometimes it's a little bit of war. Okay, so I'll move on. President Biden signed an executive order that gives the federal government more oversight in the private sector, specifically in cybersecurity areas. The Hill reports that it mandates the deployment of the use of encryption and multi-factor authentication by the federal government in what the official described as tight timelines. Complicating matters further, Microsoft announced newly discovered vulnerabilities in its exchange server email program that allowed Chinese and Russian hackers to potentially compromise thousands of organizations. Again, this is where the tribalism comes in. America is at, at war with China and Russia. We need to be wary of them. It goes on to say, we've accepted that we will move from one incident response to the next, and we simply cannot let waiting for the next incident to happen to be the status quo under which we operate. So what might this mean? I'm going to give you my skeptic's interpretation of it. And this doesn't mean it's exactly going like this. I'm just telling you this is where my mind usually goes. I'll preface this by saying Jordan Peterson did a talk uh, or did an interview on Aubrey Marcus. I've already told you this story where he says there's no conspiracy out there. It's ignorance and ineptitude that drive the bus. I have a single example from my past that proves that that's all that's ever going on in the world. If I were to put it to him like that, he'd probably say, like, no, I'm sure there's some conspiracies. But the thing is, is the way he puts it is there's no conspiracy out there. Jamie Wheel from the Flow Genome Project, now he just wrote Recapture the Rapture, he says there's a neurochemical explanation for conspiracy theorists. There's this part of the brain that lights up where, when there's salience, something new. So you see something new and then your apophenia kicks in. You start connecting patterns that really they aren't there. Apophenia is noticing a, a connection in patterns that it's just a trick of the eye or a trick of the mind. Yes, this is something that happens. I'm sure it is. I mean, you look at the ceiling, you look at your wallpaper and you can see faces in these patterns. Those faces aren't actually there. We are just such good pattern recognizers that we can end up seeing those types of things. The reason I want to mention this is because some of the smartest people like Jamie Wheel and Jordan Peterson out there, very, very well read, are so deeply in tune with their way of seeing things that they don't realize when they're blinded to other possibilities. They all believe that conspiracy is just one thing. It's a trick of the mind and people are just getting caught up in the, the pattern recognition, but not with actual proof. Do you know the definition of conspiracy? The definition is that people collude to make something happen, usually in secret. They collude in secret to make something happen. Do you know what business is? Do you know what building a business entails? You don't tell the world what you're building. Then you build it. Then you make it. And then you corner a market, right? That's the banality 
of evil, as some people like Alison McDowell will say. I'm not saying it's evil business. I'm not. And I'm not even saying that all conspiracies are evil. It's just a grab for power. Let's not overcomplicate it here. So there are these really intelligent people who are saying there's no such thing as conspiracy. Go back in your normal grooves of believing about the world. And I say, and I said it in the the work um, about your three dormant superhuman powers, why just believe one? If you keep an open mind towards all of them, and if you do what conspiracy theorists do and actually read the logic of people who believe there's a conspiracy, you might actually come to believe some, at least a fraction of what some of these people are saying. Like, let's say David Icke. Okay, you don't have to believe everything he says, but he, he talked about this tyrannical tiptoe. And there's this process. If you put the world in this process, it always wants to complete the process, which will always push you deeper into that direction. You create the problem. The reaction is understood where it's going to go, especially now with supercomputers. You can tell how people in mass are probably going to react. So you create a problem, people have a reaction, and then you say, oh, here's our solution. You create the problem, people react, you say, here's the solution. I knew you were going to ask for this technology, this surveillance state, this technocratic slave state that we're building up around us. And I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that's what we are all building, but I'm just saying this could be the logic. So this whole thing, we can't wait until the next crisis to hit before we ramp up our cybersecurity. So what does that mean? You got to bring in some experts. They won't tell you who the experts are. They'll just, in articles, call them the experts so we can sit at home thinking, oh, thank God they have experts talking about these things. Oh my God. Thank God. Thank you. So what's the solution? All right, here it is. We're going to put infrared sensors on every single camera. And pretend like that's why your infrared sensors on your phones have been there for so long, because they've been on your phones for quite some time now. Every five seconds, taking an infrared image of you, like a time lapse. Because think about it, your phones see your face, or are aimed directly at your face, more than your loved one's faces are aimed at your face. For the most part, especially since 2020. So, with that being said... You don't even need to always produce the problem. And here's a couple quotes to prove that. Here's Winston Churchill. Here's John F. Kennedy. And here's Marilyn Monroe. The whole Chinese character crisis and opportunity is the same. That can be used in any way for good for not so good. And in many ways, it's just for agenda, always for agenda. Not all agendas are bad, 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 but I believe the number one agenda that is playing itself out right now and has been playing itself out for many, many years, probably since the dawn of making tools, is the transhuman agenda. And we are stepping deeper and closer into that agenda. I don't have to go too deep into it. I will go deeper into it in the deep dive section of benjosephstewart.com. You should check that out. Go to the Discord chat as well. All the info is right below. And we'll go deeper into this conversation. I just want to tell you that tribalism is alive. It's not the worst thing since, you know, Ebola. And it's not the best thing since sliced bread. It's just a stepping stone on the ladder of the evolution of consciousness. But it's one of the lower rungs. 
Tribalism is like flinching. Somebody throws a punch and doesn't land on you, but you still flinch, right? That's like tribalism. Tribalism is a contraction towards what's familiar and safe when times are getting weird. And times are getting weird. If you haven't seen the podcast that I just did with Rashad Evans, please go watch that. Because in that amazing conversation, we talk about flow states, psychedelics. He, we talk about play. And he says, well, that was my style, play. And you have to introduce play into everything you do because it reminds you of why you're doing it, why you're here. That play element. That's what the artist does. The artist can see danger but we play with it. We won't allow ourselves to go into that fight or flight mode because that actually shuts down a lot of important processes of the way we think and the way we come up creatively with solutions or ways to approach and engage the world at large. Be a part of that tribe because it's not really a tribe. It's that spark inside you that wants to climb that ladder out of tribalism, out of this egocentrism, and into what Jamie Wheel, I think, rightly said, global centrism. In that book, Jamie Wheel is talking about global centrism. How do we break out of the tribalism? I think the inner artist is that way. And this is the way we serve the planet the best. Not by identifying with factions, not by identifying with, are you going to put this on your face? Are you going to put this thing on your head? Are you going to put that thing in your arm? These things, they're inconsequential. Let's not make it any more difficult or confusing for anybody else. Let's bring love. Let's bring compassion. Let's bring kindness to our actions. But that doesn't mean stop challenging people. So find the artistic way to challenge them, not the bully way. That's my news, and I'm going to leave you guys to that. I'll see you guys next time on Waking Infinity News.